DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Time to talk a little college football with Lincoln Kennedy, our Pac-12 network analyst. He also works as a Raider analyst. He joins us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Lincoln, good morning. Good morning, guys. Well, the Ducks cooped it. They messed it up for everybody, so... I told we'll you, man, you have three consecutive days of rain in the valley. Something yeah. weird is going to happen. And sure enough, the Ducks, Herbert didn't look good, and Jaden yeah. Daniels looked great. And now we've got, which the thing that really bothers me about this, and, and good on the Devils, I'm an ASU grad, so it was fun to see right. and all that stuff. But the thing that bothers me is that now – 100 miles away while they were kicking a crap out of Arizona, Utah takes a hit. I don't like that. I agree. I totally agree. But, you know, we've been talking about this for, you know, quite some time uh, with the Ducks and the Utes in the same position or similar positions that it was imperative that both of these, these, these organizations or these schools went out. Um, and mainly because any loss was going to damper the euphoria or the thought towards the Pac-12. Um, of course, with Oregon being the favorite, with their only loss at the, at the point coming from Auburn, and we see how such high regard, for whatever reason, um, the, the committee and the national standard has put Auburn. Um, we, we've seen that, and it's disappointing because I think Utah is a tremendous team. They're, they're a wonderful team that no one knows about. And and for the the reason why the Pac-12 has been on sort of the outside looking in for the last couple of years is because it hasn't heard, it hasn't earned the right unanimously to be visualized and thought of as a perennial powerhouse or a national powerhouse because one thing they haven't taken care of business in their bowl game. So this is a setback. Now it's not an impossible setback, but here's what's going to happen the way the way I see it go down. I still think, you know, well, Oregon and Utah are going to face each other in, in the Pac-12 championship. That's not, that's not a big deal. Um, but at the same point, if, if Utah wins, you'll have those naysayers on the outside, those pundits that will say, well, Alabama's you know, lost to the premier school. If Alabama wins out, obviously. Um, you know, Alabama's loss to LSU is far more greater than Utah's loss to USC, because look at where USC is. Even though it's by name, it should be up there. By winning percentage, it's not. So it's really unfortunate. I totally agree with you. The Utes loss big time um, um, by that loss for Oregon. So do you think the Pac-12 image sinks the Utes, or do you think that, given the fact they're going to be playing on ABC at 530, lots of people are going to be able to see them. They're right in the middle of this debate. Oklahoma, Utah, Georgia, Alabama, all these one-loss teams, Minnesota and Baylor, too, um, that people will see them, and if they see the defense put together another performance, like what we just saw against Auburn, which before that we saw against UCLA, which a lot of the country got to see because of the broadcast spot they got there, do you think the, right. the eyeball test will give the youths a boost because the defense is just smothering people? Yes, I do. But then you also have to take in consideration quality competition and where they're at. You see what I'm saying? Because I think at this particular junction, it's not so much a – how the team that we're referring to does in a in, in situation, it's also how the team they're facing played this season. You see what I'm saying? As far as quality of opponent goes. You, does that make sense? Yeah, Colorado's 5-6, and six, and it'll be easy for, uh, you know, Feinbaum to sit back there and say, well, Colorado's not even bowl eligible, so what? I mean, exactly. 
That's the kind of thing he'll say. I mean, after he went after Oregon's AD, I figure at this point he'll say anything. Well, I mean, that's exactly right. You know, it's people like Feinbaum that's got a national syndicated show. He's also on, you know, the, the Big Four Network and everything else left and right. He's always making the case for Alabama, as grand as they are. I mean, I swear that he's got a check com- incoming from Alabama just to say, just talk us up as much as possible. And in this position, you know, in, in this particular day and age where you have social media, you have so many people who are turning to the TV and, and radio to get their sort of insight or to get their information, that's, that's worked into Alabama's hands. So I think this is a big deal between uh, playing eight conference games and, and nine for the Pac-12. You look at since the conference expanded, there's been zero teams have gone through undefeated. Oregon was the last remaining hope. Oregon is the last team to go undefeated, and that was the year before when they were just 10 in 2010. And then since that time, there's been six SEC teams who have gone through undefeated and likely going to be LSU this season, would you be seven? you think the Pac-12 should stay status quo or maybe make a reduction in one game in conference play? No, I appreciate the fact that the Pac-12 has nine conference games. I appreciate that because I believe in the quality of this conference. I don't believe this conference is as top-heavy as other conferences are. And I've made this argument on my radio show and various apparatus that, that I could. When you take a look at the SEC East, for example, you've got Alabama and Auburn, and you've got LSU this year. In the past, it's mainly been Alabama. And on, on, on the, the, I mean, the west side, that's the west side of the SEC. But the east side, when you talk about it, it's the, it's the usual suspects. Florida has just become somewhat relevant. Georgia, over the last few years, has been relevant. Other than that, who are we talking about? Tennessee's been down. South Carolina's been down. You know, the list goes on and on. I believe that they are top-heavy conferences, just like the Big Ten, just like the Big 12, everything else. But in the Pac-12, you can say what you want about the, the quality of football as you might describe it, but on any given day, one of these teams can go down. Any of these teams can go down. Coming into this, you know, coming into the season, Washington and Oregon and Stanford were projected as the favorites. Look at where Stanford and Washington are, and look at the losses that they had. And you can't tell me that this is not a quality conference. I believe in parity. I believe in competition. I believe that anybody is vulnerable on any day. And and when you have schools and and organizations like that, it. It, to me, it's better for college sports, the parity in general. You don't want to have one dominant forever. We're living off the past when you talk about Alabama because I think a lot of people agree this Alabama team, for where it is right now, is not as good as past Alabama teams that we've seen. So why do they deserve to be in the conversation for the playoff picture? Because it's Nick and it's Alabama. I mean, that's... Well, that, and see, here's the thing. This is the problem with the current playoff picture. They have, I mean, the playoff the standard. They haven't gotten it right. You're living off of past information just so based on that comment because it's Alabama. Well, what does that have to do with it, the, the here and now? It should be about the here and now. Who's good right now, right here, rather than who is good in the past and who's good at what we've seen. So I think the other argument for the Pac-12 to go to eight, and I don't think it'll happen, but if you look at the bids that have been handed out over five years, there have been 20 bids. And if you're playing nine games and a conference title game, that puts a lot of pressure and stress on you. Two-thirds of the bids have gone to 
the, the leagues that play eight, which was the Big Ten originally, and then they switched and went to nine, and they haven't had a team in the last couple of years. And also right. Notre Dame went in one year. They didn't have to play a conference title game, so they avoided that. And most of them have fallen away of the SEC and the ACC. It's been the, big, the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the Big Ten since they've gone to nine that are the teams are getting squeezed out. If you play a ninth league game, there's a there's a bias built into this. I mean, on August fifteenth, yeah. before you play a game, it's already an uphill battle for Utah or for Oklahoma. And look who's being pitted against each other. It's the teams that are playing nine conference games and a conference title game on top of that. You make a valuable argument. There's no doubt about it. Um, ultimately, the problem becomes at this time of the year. And, and I've, I've discussed this with my partner on a radio show. It's the money grab. The truth of the matter is that if the people who are making these decisions had their way, they would have premier names, premier schools all involved in the playoff because they know it's going to be the greatest money grab, the greatest money intake that they could have. And I'm not, you know, unfortunately for where we are in even today's society, let's face it, as much as I love the program, Utah is not a bigger money grab than, say, Texas, USC, or Notre Dame. It's not. And so when you become talking about the conversation, even when you're talking about Alabama, if you, if you were to look at the possibility of the big four right now, you would have Ohio State, you would have Clemson, you would have LSU, you would have Alabama or Georgia, possibly Oklahoma. Those are money grabs. Because they have been relevant over the last five, six, seven years, last decade, those are money grabs. Because they know they're going to have a big fall and they know they're going to have a big draw, and that's what comes into view. And I promise you, with the committee that's sitting there, they're not looking at the X's and O's. They're not looking at, you know, who won and quality of opponent as much as they're looking at, well, how can we get the most money out of this pop, this, this top four? And who is going to be that top four? And that, those are the names they're looking for. Well, I guess that's the inherent bias that I got baked in sitting here in Utah is I'm looking at Utah and Alabama and Oklahoma, and I'm not looking at Minnesota and Baylor. And they have a chance to be 12-1 conference champs, but they're not in the discussion. No, they're not in the discussion. And that's a and that's problem. So when you talk about the X's and O's, those universities should be in the conversation, but they're not. If Minnesota beats Ohio State in the Big Ten, in the, in the Big Ten Championship, I promise you, Minnesota's not getting in. <laughs> that's not going to happen and I think you guys agree with me it's not going to happen if Baylor you know it gets themselves in the Big 12 championship and I haven't you know looked at the nuances of that but if they if they find themselves in the Big 12 championship and they win they're not getting in it's hard to argue with you looking at where the rankings sitting now we're wondering if the if the youths can jump over a team or two maybe they get some help along the way you know, if Georgia loses, then they don't have to jump. You over know, them. Georgia loses to LSU, mm-hmm. and the Utes are in it. The Utes take care of business in the Pac-12 championship. I think they deserve. I would say, I would argue, they deserve to be in. But I don't know if they look as glamorous as possibility of Alabama sitting outside. I've said all this season there was only one team that I thought in my mind they had could have one loss and get into uh, into the playoff hunt, and that was Alabama, based on past. Uh, you know, past achievements. So you, assuming Georgia does lose, because I think if Georgia wins out, we would agree that they would earn their way in, and then the four would be Georgia, LSU, uh, Ohio State, and Clemson most likely. Yeah. So assuming right. that Georgia does get beat, LSU does beat them, and that opens up a fourth spot, 
you like in in my mind the three contenders then assuming everything plays out is would be Utah, Alabama and Oklahoma. I think that there would be pressure to put in Oklahoma assuming that they're the big tel- uh, win the big uh, 12. Uh, do you, but do you like Alabama over Oklahoma in that scenario? Yeah, because because the loss the loss comes, you know, Alabama's loss comes at LSU, Oklahoma's right. loss comes at Kansas State. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So quality of loss, you know, we're not talking about quality of opponent because let's look at it. If you take and this is what drives me absolutely bonkers, guys. If you take a look at Alabama's schedule from top to bottom, you can't honestly tell me with all with with all your passion that they really had a tough schedule. The toughest opponent they played was LSU. Yeah, that's why I think Nick Saban was out there saying that Auburn is better than anybody Utah has played. Certainly. Because he's trying to Certainly. line up that we've Absolutely. got a quality win, assuming they go out and win the game. Right. And for all purposes, in all intents and purposes, even without two, I still think Alabama's a better team than Auburn. And, and for the life of me, I can't understand why so many people are in love with Auburn. I don't see it. Yeah, well, They've got their holes just like any other team, and their holes have been exploited by teams that were better than them. Yeah, and then then it gets tricky when you try to say beating Oregon is a better quality win than beating Auburn when Auburn beat Oregon. So then it ends up right. being a sloppy mess. Yeah, and this is this is the conundrum that we find ourselves in at this particular junction every single year because they do not allow as many teams as they need to into the playoff. Look, for what it's worth, no matter how it's defined and how you get there, I honestly believe that conference championships are worth something. It should be, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't care about the record. Conference championships are worth something. If you're going to tell me that you have a Power 5 conference throughout the nation, and you can argue whether the American or USA should be in there, maybe possible six. If you're going to tell me that a Power 5 conference is worth something, for the teams that win those conference championships, they deserve an opportunity to play in the national, I mean, not in the national football league, in the, in the national championship race. I guess the one argument would be you can come through a division that's kind of soft and have three losses and make it to the conference title game. And he just dropped, so he's not going to be able to respond to this, but you can. And then win that one conference title game, and you shouldn't get in. But that's not really – that's a, a separate argument from what we're looking at this year. Well, it depends on how many teams you allow in. If you allow eight in, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at, okay with it if you allow six. But what we're looking at this year is where you're going to leave out a 12-1 and conference champ. Yeah, and that's a, there's a problem to that. Right. With L- that. Lincoln just dropped real quick. The, the thing we were talking about with the conference champions, you know, if you are a three or four loss team, but you come through an easy division that's, you know, the, a conference is just imbalanced, and then you, you get one big game, you pull the, the upset, I get why some people would argue against that as far as conference champions being rewarded with a spot in the playoff. But this year, we're looking at the possibility of five teams that are either 12-1 and or 13-0. and That conference championship should always be worth something. And you might look at Minnesota or Baylor and say no, but if they're 12-1 and in conference champ, or Utah 12-1 and and say no, but if they're 12-1 and in conference champ, you got to give them a shot. You know, all this seeding that's done, the, the, the one seed still hasn't won this playoff yet. I think the three seeds won it, or the two seed has won it three times. 
And a couple of times the four seed has won it. So once you're in, we got a track record here that says anything can happen. Well, here's what I say about that, the argument. If you let them in and they get smashed, then you, you see who's the true champion. But you never know. Because unlike baseball, basketball, hockey, any other sports, football is a single-game elimination. So if you rise to the occasion for that single game and you win, then you prepare yourself next you know, for it. If you're not a better team and you get smashed, I'm not saying it makes for the best product, but I'm saying it, it shows the true creme to the creme. It shows the, creme that, the, the cream that rises to the top. Does that make sense? Yes, and Ute fans are hoping their team gets a chance to show that. You know, give Kyle Whittingham three weeks to cook up something with that defense. Maybe, maybe they can do something that no one's been able to do with an LSU this year. Are and, you? And that's that's the brilliance because you just don't know until you face it. The fact that you have that much time forward to prepare, that much time to 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 look forward to something, and the anticipation, you're hoping for a good game. But now here's the thing: on the other side, if you get smashed, if you're a Utah and Kyle Willingham, you you get smashed, you had that time to prepare, then obviously LSU is a better team, you know, or whomever it is that you face in the playoff. But you never know until you actually give them a chance to play against the game. They can play the game. Well, Lincoln, we appreciate a few minutes. A lot of people around these parts debating this, talking about it, trying to figure out how to solve this conundrum. But five conference champs are unbeaten or one loss into four playoff spots. It's always going to be a problem. Although, as you point out, it's a a money grab because now people in this part of the country who would never watch Auburn, Alabama, are now going to watch Auburn, Alabama because it could have such an impact on the youth. So it still comes back to the money. Certainly. Always about the money. Thank you, Lincoln. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. And happy holidays to you and your, your listeners. I uh, want everybody to have a safe holiday, uh, safe uh, turkey day, most importantly because the weather's coming through. So be safe traveling wherever you guys got. you got to go. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Same to you, brother. I'll talk to you soon.